This is the News Roundup from FITV. I'm Paula Fomes. And I'm Hannah Newton. Coming up on this week's Roundup, an update on COVID-19 cases in the Falklands, travel restrictions in place, parvovirus outbreak at Goose Green, and what to do if you spot a penguin on its own. In the COVID swab update on Tuesday afternoon, MLA Leona Roberts confirmed that there were 11 positive cases of COVID-19 in the Falkland Islands. All of these cases were individuals who were in isolation. In the first round of vaccinations for COVID-19, 1,525 people received the first dose of the Oxford AstraZeneca vaccine. The programme initially planned to vaccinate everyone over the age of 50, but towards the end of the week, the spare doses were offered to those who just missed the age range. Some key workers, such as medical staff and the police, were also offered the vaccine alongside people with health conditions. In the update on Tuesday, MLA Leona Roberts read out a statement from Chief Medical Officer Dr Rebecca Edwards. Vaccine wastage is not unusual and is a calculation that we routinely factor into our planning assumptions. However, due to the seriousness of COVID-19, it's vital that we use every tool at our disposal to make the most of the vaccines that we have been given. I'm very proud of the team for having worked so hard to maximise the available doses, which has meant that we've been able to offer vaccinations to more people while still safeguarding second doses for people from the initial batch. From the 1st of March, passengers travelling south from the UK to the Falkland Islands on the South Atlantic Air Bridge will be required to provide evidence of a negative PCR COVID-19 test that is dated no more than five days prior to travel. This means that travellers on the inbound air bridge currently scheduled to depart the UK on the 28th of February will require evidence of a negative PCR COVID-19 test in order to board the flight. Passengers should provide their test result to check-in staff on arrival at Bryce Norton. The Falkland Islands have appeared on a list of acute risk countries for people entering Scotland. The list, which appears on the Scottish Government website, puts the Falkland Islands on the list alongside Brazil, Chile, Mozambique and Rwanda. Some students from the Falkland Islands who study in Scotland are affected by this change. We spoke to MLA Leona Roberts about what was being done to amend the list. You know, the red list is is generally for uh, territories that pose a risk to to another country. And obviously the Falklands poses no risk to anyone. Um, But I think we've been sort of inadvertently lumped in, uh, probably because of our air links with South America and our geographical uh, location. But so um, representations are being made uh, at the UK end about that, because, you know, obviously we don't feel that that is an appropriate uh, situation for us to be put in. The UK government has announced new requirements for people travelling to England from outside the common travel area. All travellers must quarantine for 10 days on arrival and before leaving to travel to England, passengers must book and pay for a travel test package which will provide you with COVID-19 tests to be taken on day two and day eight of your quarantine period. You will not be allowed to leave quarantine until you have received a negative result from the day eight test. If you have a positive test result, you must quarantine for a further 10 days. The tests cost £210 and must be booked through a special online portal. 
With students trying to return to college and university over the next few months, this extra cost is going to be quite a burden for them. Not all students are returning to the UK to complete their studies, as some are able to finish their courses online with the help of Falklands College. But for the few who are on vocational courses with a practical element, we asked if FIG would be adding an extra £210 to the student allowance to allow them to pay for the test. Well, a lot will depend on the reason they're going, I guess, you know, so uh, government will be looking to assist um, students and obviously anybody who's being sent away for medical treatment. Um, it's different, of course, if you're choosing to go on holiday. I don't think that government should really be expected to cover that. Uh, so those will be personal choices that people will build into their planning and, and you know, what, what they're going to do. Clayton Yon was sentenced in the summary court last Friday. Mr Yon had collided with a parked car as he drove home on the 4th of December at around 2 in the morning and later abandoned his vehicle. Later that day he reported his car had been stolen and police noted that he smelled of alcohol. Police then found his vehicle and were able to trace the marks on the road back to the collision on Ross Road. In defence, Mr Mark Neves said that Mr Yon did not dispute the facts and this was a case of stupidity in the highest degree. Justices of the peace disqualified Mr Yon from driving for three years, he had his licence endorsed and he was ordered to do 100 hours of unpaid work. He also had to pay £150 in costs. Also in the summary court, Mr Jason Dixon was charged with common assault. Crown Counsel Mr Stuart Walker told the court about the incident, which happened on Saturday the 21st of November, outside the Globe Tavern. The complainant suffered scratching and reddening around his neck, but did not require hospital treatment. Mr Dixon, who represented himself, said that he knew it was wrong to lay his hands on the complainant. Justices of the Peace fined Mr Dixon a total of £300, including court costs. Ivan Jones pleaded guilty in the summary court on Wednesday after being charged with assault occasioning actual bodily harm. Here's Catherine outside court. The court heard how the complainant and his colleague had been outside the Globe Tavern on Saturday the 22nd of January. The two had been joking around and the colleague was filming the complainant on a mobile phone. The defendant Evan Jones had tried to go back into the Globe but the complainant had pretended to be a doorman and had asked for ID. Crown Counsel Mr Stuart Walker explained to the court that the mobile phone footage was filmed so that you could only see the back of the defendant. But a police officer witnessed Mr Jones punch the complainant, resulting to a cut on his cheek, which the complainant received three stitches for. Defence lawyer Ms Alison Ingalls relayed an apology from Mr Jones to the court and to the complainant and his colleague. Ms Ingalls said that Mr Jones had no recollection of the incident and that it had not been a vicious attack, but just a single blow in response to mocking by the complainant. Mr Jones also had an old injury to his hand, which meant he was unable to make a fist. Justices of the peace fined Mr Jones £120 and ordered him to pay £150 in costs. The justices also explained that they were not going to grant compensation due to the provocation by the complainant. The fishing vessel Argos Pereira is currently quarantined in Montevideo after 28 cases of COVID were found on board. According to reports online, the vessel which was headed into the Falkland Islands to fish for squid had 54 crew on board who had all tested negative at the beginning of the voyage when the ship headed south. The positive cases on board were all said to be mild and the situation is being monitored. 
Four dogs from Goose Green are being treated for parvovirus. The dogs, all adolescent, had severe gastrointestinal illness and after samples were analysed, they were found to have the highly infectious virus. However, the veterinary service is working with Goose Green to vaccinate any dogs considered to be at risk. FITV's Catherine Daniels spoke to veterinary officer Zoe Fowler. These are not the first cases of the virus to have been found in the Falklands. However, the origins of this outbreak are unknown. Strict pre-import vaccination requirements mean that dogs entering the Falklands have to be vaccinated against parvovirus, as a native dog population is not. Um, it's a bit like where did coronavirus come from? You know, it um, it may have actually been quietly sitting in a corner for many, many years even from before the days of when, when dogs had to be vaccinated before they came to the islands. It could be that at some time in the last decade or so there has been a vaccination failure um, and that a dog was not vaccinated properly or its immune system did not respond properly to the vaccine. It may be that actually this virus was just carried in on somebody's bag or somebody's boots because it's quite a tough little, little virus. Um, it survives well in the environment unlike some others. Who knows? We'll probably never know where it came from. I don't think it really matters where it came from. What it what matters is that um, we don't uh, allow any further imports of any other diseases. Um, I'm quite happy that our dog import procedure is, is robust. Um, but the main thing now is that we contain these late breaks and we take action to make sure that it doesn't become a bigger problem in the Falklands. Canine parvovirus is a highly infectious virus that primarily affects young dogs as their immune systems are not as strong. The veterinary service is taking action to prevent the further spread of this illness and there are steps dog owners can take to protect their animals. Follow sensible hygiene guidelines, um, hand washing, that sort of thing, poop scooping, all the important things keep sick dogs away from other dogs and that sort of thing. Um, you shouldn't just be going to Goose Green or any other farm with your dog willy-nilly anyway without permission from the farm owner. So um, we're probably just saying, you know, don't, don't all go on holiday to Goose Green with your dog right at the minute. Having said that, um, the biosecurity measures taken by Goose Green were immediate and, and good and strict. And so at the moment, um, I think we can say that the little outbreak is over. There's been no further sick dogs, but obviously that can be a fluid situation, things can change. So um, we're saying not to, not to panic at the moment, be sensible and in due course if we feel that we do need to vaccinate all the dogs in the Falklands for example, dog owners will be informed and we'll, we'll work to make that happen. But at the minute we're vaccinating vulnerable dogs, dogs that might go to Goose Green for dog trials which are coming up for sports week and we're sending off further tests to give us a better picture of what's happening and what we might need to recommend after that. There have been postings on social media of people finding penguins on land and thinking that the animal might be in danger. Penguins come onto land to molt once a year, and during this time they must not go in the water as their feathers will not be waterproof. FITV's Catherine Daniels spoke to Michelle Winard from Falklands Conservation about what to do when you stumble across a penguin away from its colony. It's coming into that time of year where penguins will start to pop up uh, even more so than normal in unusual places. They're looking for sort of safe places to molt and when they're molting they're really vulnerable to disturbance. So they want to find a nice safe place. Um, if you find a penguin somewhere that you really don't think it should be there, you're a bit worried about it um, or perhaps it looks particularly sort of oiled or injured some other way, 
please don't try and sort of handle and pick up the wildlife yourself. It really, really stresses the wildlife out, which has quite long-term effects on them. And they can also be quite dangerous. They can give a really nasty bite. Some of them have fleas, you know, they're, they're wild animals. We really, really ask and recommend that if you find wildlife that you're not sure about, that you're concerned about, you call either ourselves here at Falklands Conservation or you can call the veterinary department or the non-emergency police line. And our three organisations together, we've, we've got a network and we'll be able to be best placed to deal with, with the wildlife. In addition to the penguins, we're also coming up to the time of year where other wildlife starts leaving the nest and finding their way in the world. So you're quite likely to come across uh, young elephant seal pups, for example, and into the next couple of months also maybe fledgling albatross and shearwaters. And the same advice applies to them. Um, you know, these are animals just trying to find their way in the world. If there's somewhere you're really, really not sure about, somewhere that looks unsafe, please do give us a call um, and we'll be best placed to deal with it. And, you know, it's the same as wildlife the world over. The less human interaction they have, the better. And that contact number for Falklands Conservation is 22247. And that's it for the FITV News Roundup for this week. If you'd like to watch FITV's Falklands in Focus online, then go to fitv.co.fk and follow the instructions on our channel. You can also view Falklands in Focus via the KTV platform by contacting them on 22349. That's it for this week's Roundup. Join us next week for the latest news in the Falklands.